Son, did you break the neighbor's window with your baseball? Dad, have you been taking your medicine as the doctor prescribed? Honey, do you love me? Miss, do you have any idea what the speed limit is on this road? Do you, David, take this woman, Jennifer, to be your wife? Have you been drinking again? Dear, does this dress make me look fat? You know, sometimes how we answer a question can have pretty significant consequences. Then he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Jesus points that important question to his disciples, those closest to him in the wake of his growing popularity. And he apparently wants to know if they are at least starting to understand who he is and what he is all about. And he probably wants to know if any of the words he has said or the deeds he has performed have sunk in. And in modern technology, or terminology, I should say, he seems to want to know if they really get it. You know, are they, are they really getting him? Are they cluing in to, to who he is, what he's all about? But who do you say that I am? And it's very easy to look at this story and to try to imagine, you know, what it would have been like to be one of the disciples on that day. But make no mistake about it. The question that Jesus asks is not for them alone. Nor was it just for those crowds who followed him around some 2,000 years ago. And that question is being asked of you and me today, in this time, and in this place. And like he did with Peter, Jesus is asking for our reply. He's waiting for us to tell him who we think he is. And our response, whatever it may be, almost certainly will, will bring about some pretty significant consequences for us. You know, most questions that, that get asked of us demand an honest answer. The truth, as best we know it, or as best we can figure it out. And I use the word most because one can think of situations in which someone might not be, you know, in, in which we may not strictly owe, be owed the truth. You know, moral theologians like to use the example of, um, of Anne Frank. And if Nazi soldiers came to the door and asked, is Anne Frank hiding here? It probably would be more than okay to say no. And I don't know what you're talking about. And of course, one would have to be a complete fool 
to answer that last question in the list I gave above. Does this dress make me look fat, honey? With anything but an emphatic, absolutely not answer. Right? Gentlemen, your wives ever ask you that question? Did you get in a lot of trouble for <laughs> answering it perhaps the wrong way? You know, this, there's probably no question that deserves and demands and invites a completely honest answer more than, but who do you say that I am? And the way we answer that question does have real life ramifications. It has real consequences which don't just impact us for a moment or a day or even a year. Answering that question, but who do you say that I am? If we, whatever way we answer that, we will find ourselves you know, placing who we are and what we are all about in front of the Lord regarding our lives you know, for the rest of our lives. You know, the way we answer that will influence the way we think, how we see others, what we choose to do or not do, and how we do it for the rest of our lives. For example, if we see Jesus as simply some sort of wise person, we almost certainly will pick and choose what we want to accept from him. You know, we we hear people labeled today as cafeteria Catholics. You know, perhaps those are those folks who are doing that. And he was probably right about a lot of things. I know that Jesus is right about everything that he talked about. What if we see Jesus as only a kind of political revolutionary, which a lot of people do, then we may begin to use his words and message as an endorsement of, of one of our current political systems or parties. You know, as if to say, if Jesus were alive today, then he would definitely be a, well, fill in the blank. Or if we see him only as a moral teacher, then we might miss the salvific and transformational aspects of his life and mission. You know, if we've got it going around in our heads that life is only about towing the line, then, you know, we're that kind of person. You know, obey God or else. And that's not who Jesus is. Or if we disregard or turn a deaf ear to pretty much everything he said and, and did because we exclusively see him as our Savior, you know, the one who made eternal life with God possible, then we might begin to only focus on the life to come, on what will be in the future, and thereby, in a sense, devaluing our time on this earth. And of course, if we only see him as our God, but not as one of us, then we may find ourselves unable to identify with him in any significant way. 
and then find ourselves unable to strive to imitate him in, in all that we say and do, in the way that we see the world in one another. Forgive those who have wronged us. Hmm? Love even the people we don't like. Give from our want and not our excess. Think of others before ourselves. Lay down our lives for our friends. Or oh, that's fine for Jesus, but that's unrealistic for me. You know, he's God, I'm not. But who do you say that I am? And, and that's the question that Jesus poses to us today. So is Jesus my Savior but not my Lord? Is he my judge but not my friend? Is he my advisor but not my teacher? Is he my brother but not my guide, my companion but not my shepherd? You know, who exactly is Jesus? And, and why do I choose to follow him? Why do I choose to surrender my life to him? Why do I want to proclaim his resurrection? Why do I choose to receive him at this table? Why do I come here each week to pledge my life to him? To place my life in his hands once again? And Peter gave his answer. But what's yours? And more importantly, how will our answers shape who we are and who we become. But who do you say that I am? 